This is the Troll Patrol, live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol, live, hold on, you guys are going to see what I'm laughing at here in just a second. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's the, it's the meme I have up over here. I sent it to Sparkles last night. And like 10 minutes later, I'm like, I'm still laughing about that meme. I've also been laughing all day because I've had a, a chud like swinging from my nuts in the comment section. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. Which might be the last Troll Patrol I've ever. Because <laughs> apparently... A, a... A commenter on my YouTube is going to sick their followers on me. Now they keep claiming they got like 20,000 followers. But they're commenting from a sock puppet account. And they've just been saying the dumbest shit to me. All day long. Tried to tell, tried to tell me... <laughs> But how you can't just talk to anybody any anyway. Spent all day bashing me. All because I called them pretentious. Seriously, seriously. We'll get into that. We'll get into that here in just a second. I'm in a good mood tonight. Fuck. Maybe maybe I got my my crack smoking kit from the Biden administration. I'm on the crack tonight. I got off of here last night, started seeing all kinds of memes about Biden and crack pipes, and I had no clue what was going on. Well, now I know. <laughs> it, it comes from Tucker Carlson, because of course it does. We're, we're going we're gonna to delve into the, the crack, crack smoking outrage. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm tickled, I'm tickled. Maybe I'm too high for this shit. We're going to dive into the crack-smoking outrage. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says that January 6th wasn't legitimate political discourse bucking the RNC. January 6th panel has subpoenaed Trump advisor Peter Navarro... Oh, was Candace on in the segment? I like I've only I've only seen the one clip. Oh, of course he brought Candace Owens on after that. We're gonna touch on the story that Tones brought up last night that I didn't I didn't know about. Florida voters say their registration was changed from Democrat to Republican. We're also we're gonna talk about an Oregon Republican who has admitted that he is a swinger. We're gonna see a new ad from. Remember, uh, a couple weeks ago, we watched a a Senate candidate in Louisiana, I believe it was, light up a blunt in his campaign ad. He's got another banger of an ad. We're gonna watch that. Thank you, Warlord, for sending that to me. Uh, oh, I'm I'm gonna give Joe Rogan props tonight. I've been I've been up Joe Rogan's ass for uh, yeah, sexual anarchy, indeed. You live in sexual anarchy. This is the meme I've been laughing about. 
<laughs> Kids these days don't even know how to use a rotisserie phone. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. I don't know why that cracks me up so much. What's up, Frame? Oh, I'll tell you what's up. Kids these days don't know how to use a rotisserie phone. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Fuck me. Oh. Plus, we're going we're gonna to hear about uh, the FBI arresting a man who was out on bond for attempted murder. Arrested in connection with the January 6th insurrection. Plus, so much more. We're going to talk about how anti-vax groups are profiting from telehealth. How ivermectin actually plays into that. Kids these days don't know how to use a And of course, the sexual anarchy going on in Oregon. You live in sexual anarchy? Oh. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. We got, we got to... Uh, we got to start off tonight with the commenter. Let me make sure I get their name correct. Bubblegum Babeface. Bubblegum Babeface has 112 subscribers, no content whatsoever. This was the this was the threat that they made at me. You've got the wings of redemption. Everyone else just doesn't understand me energy. Apparently that's another YouTuber or something. I don't this person keeps referencing people I've never fucking heard of. You're going to see that when we go through the comments. Oh, shit. Hopefully my internet holds out. That's why, like, I came on and then I popped back off to make a change and fuck it, it's bouncing back and forth between green and red. You've got that wings of redemption everyone else just doesn't understand me energy. So I take it this whole stream is going to end just brilliantly like it always does for your sort. I don't know what that means. This is in response to me telling them that I was going to share the comments. I'm starting with this juicy one here, but then we're going to go in chronological order. What's more likely is we're going to do this. People are going to have an overwhelmingly negative opinion of you. Wouldn't be the first time in my life. As they do with your sort. You're going to get hate traffic from other creators' communities like Gatorpoon did. Going to learn nothing, then privatize your accounts while you slowly become another internet LOL cow. I'm assuming Gatorpoon is another YouTuber LOL cow as well, possibly. I've seen this happen hundreds of times, and I just feel it, you know. Haven't been wrong yet. At the very least, you'll get views to your channel as a result. They won't be good viewers, though. Albeit a bit evil of me, a good result for me will be I'll get more followers as a result, and I'll have discovered a new LOL cow for 2022 for the commentator community to have fun with for a little bit until you go dark. My response to that was, let me tell you exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to show your comments. The 10, 15 people who will be watching live and the 100 or so that will see it across YouTube, BitChute, Rumble, and Odyssey, are all going to laugh at you. 
It's going to be a fun little bit, and then I'm going to go back to reading the news and mocking idiots like I always do, and by tomorrow I will have forgot that you even exist. I think I'm right on this one. Now, here's the thing. This is the original comment that they say was a compliment and that I took the wrong way, apparently. This was on my video from last night about how um, the University of Alabama had renamed one of their halls for a for the first black student at the University of Alabama, but had left the name of a, a KKK officer on the building. Now, I did a little research, and, and uh, Bibbs Graves... The name of the KKK officer apparently said he did it opportunistically and renounced his membership in like 1928. But still, putting the name of the first black student up on a building with the name of a KKK officer has sparked some outrage. Their comment on the video was, I'm not left wing anymore. Which is weird. Weird thing to start off with. This is supposed to be a compliment towards me, but they start off making it about themselves. I'm not left-wing anymore, as I explained to you before. I have no fucking clue who this person is. It's very possible that I've talked to them before. I talk to a lot of people. I troll a lot of people. Don't remember shit about them. You remind me of what a left-wing person was like back when I was growing up in the 90s. Very nostalgic, and listening to you is oddly relaxing, ha-ha. You're still out here fighting the man, but you don't seem like you've lost your mind like some of these newer left-wing people popping up. My response was, have you considered the possibility that these so-called newer left-wing people that you say have lost their mind actually aren't real, but are a straw man constructed by right-wing propaganda? Because I run into that all the time. Bubblegum Babeface responded back, Normally I'd be down to believe that if I hadn't personally talked to and regularly talked to these sorts of people on a daily basis. I should add, the right have such kinds of people too. We're both sides in this. I've just noticed more nut jobs on the left as of late. People who believe in some very far out or just downright fucked up things. None of us need to look further than movie Bob. Again, have no clue who the fuck Movie Bob is. Matter of fact, you'll see in the comments later, I thought they were referencing a movie. Apparently, it's another YouTuber. Man who's so anti-racist, he regularly stands eugenics and hates the fact that the Nazis corrupted it. There are, for a lack of a better term, some people out there on the left with some really troubling beliefs. Not very many with actual power to do anything horrid. Some, though. I do find it surprising that you find that so surprising, though. It's just the nature of ban and ideolo- uh, ideologies in general. You always have nutcases who take things too far. They exist in literally anything. No, de- no ideology is free of this. I guess what I'm saying is, even if you haven't seen one personally yourself, common sense and the laws of average should just dictate to you people like this are bound to exist. What the fuck? does that have to do with my video about the first black student at the University of Alabama being honored on a building that also has bears the name of a KKK officer? And how the fuck is any of this a compliment? 
the way I took it as a collectivist was that you were attacking left-wing ideology. I never once said that there aren't nut jobs out there. Of course there's fucking nut jobs out there. But to to point to one movie Bob, who I've never fucking heard of, and say they're indicative of something that's going on in the left is a straw man argument. My response, which I felt was very reasonable, I can't answer for people I don't know or concepts you haven't relayed. And if your best supporting evidence is a movie I've never heard of, then I have to question the legitimacy of your claims. Saying you talk to people isn't evidence. It's an anecdotal fallacy. I like to deal in facts and things that I can verify or disprove. I can't disprove or verify your personal experiences, but I will say that I doubt you are actually exposed to any leftists. Sorry. But Bubblegum Babeface says, I don't know if you remember, but you and I talked before. I don't. I don't remember you. For the first bit, perhaps, I should have clarified this, but Movie Bob is a person, not a film. His name is Bob Chipman. He's an internet personality and activist known for his colorful and fiery, often oddly third reich sounding social media post. His antics are well-known in certain social media circles. I don't participate in this social media fucking drama. And that could be one of the reasons why, because they're going to focus. They're going to laser focus in on how many viewers and how many subscribers I have. That could be one of the reasons why I don't have as many viewers and subscribers, because I don't go on other people's shows other than Echoplex, because Dave and Media Winch are my friends. Don't participate in the social media drama, and I'm not clout chasing off of other people. Except maybe Matt Walsh. Thank you, Matt Walsh, for the hate viewers I've been getting. Which, I mean, if I can survive Matt Walsh's clan coming after me, I think I can survive whoever the fuck this dude's followers are. Let's face it, it's a dude. They have an anime avatar. Their name is Bubblegum Babeface. No, no woman would spend this amount of time arguing with me. As for the anecdotal bit, well, as for the anecdotal bit, well, yeah, it's why I said maybe other experiences are different. I was just speaking based on what I experienced in my own life growing up then versus now. I wasn't really trying to attempt to convince you of anything or make you believe me. Does it really matter if you do or don't? As far as my leftist experience goes, I'm from an Irish Catholic heritage with family that has uh, sympathetic ties back to the IRA as far back as the 40s at the very least. Leftist teachings was all I knew growing up, and I still hold a lot of dissident Republican views, so I literally grew up on this stuff. James Conroy... Connell, I never pronounce his name right, but I do enjoy his uh, comedy. Style, uh, Irish... It is the, the comedian he's referring to, right? Style Irish Republicanism was my first foray into leftist politics and went even further left when I went to university. So yeah, not only have I really been exposed to leftists, I was a leftist, whole family was, save for dad who was a complex series of things. I think most people are complex series of things. Still am when it comes to specific Irish matters. Now, I'm an American. I don't know shit about European history. Uh... Fucking Northern Ireland and the IRA like rebelled against uh, the UK or some shit, didn't they? The, the British taking over the, the, the island. 
I don't fucking know. I, I might be wrong on that because I have no fucking clue. I don't think you had to be a uh, leftist to go against the British. Oh my God, that wasn't even the end of their comment. I almost went too long, didn't read. But like I was curious. What confuses me about you is how that it's so very difficult for you to believe. The fuck? <laughs> Did you guys get any of that from my comments back? You all aren't exactly the last of the Mohicans, you know. Ha ha. I don't see why you'd think it would even be possible for someone in the West to go their whole lives, I'm in my 40s now, without making contact with one of your kind. LOL. My kind didn't exist. There was no leftist movement in the United States 20 years ago. I was I was very much a liberal 20 years ago. It more seems like what's more unbelievable to you is that someone could have possibly had those experiences and yet somehow still disagrees with just how obviously right about everything you all are. The fuck is he talking about? All I said is I like arguing things that I can prove and disprove. It's not that uncommon to have people with my kind of experience, albeit maybe over here, the whole Irish republicanism bit might be hyper-specific to a group of people. You really didn't strike me as the whole you-just-haven't-studied-the-literature type of guy. The fuck? (laughs) Where did I say any of that? I'll tell you the same thing I tell religious people. I have read your Bible. In this case, was born and raised within its pages. I just still shockingly disagree with certain things. I want to know what things you disagree with. Please tell me something concrete that I can show you data for. All all you've said thus far is some dude named Movie Bob is a little Nazi-ish in your opinion. I've done the research, I've listened to the lectures both in professional settings and in my own home. Just isn't my thing anymore. I've talked to real, living, breathing leftists, Justin. Still have many as friends. Just went another way, friend. Though these responses worry me a bit about you. I tend to worry whenever a person gets to a point where even the very notion of someone on their side maybe not being the best people or even being a bit fucked is completely unthinkable to the individual. Where did I say that? (laughs) As great as left-wing politics is, it doesn't somehow erase things like uh, neuroticism, extreme narcissisms, delusions of grandeur, and other just human flaws. My God, are you going to see that in their comments? This is projection at its finest. For people first and our politics second, all capable of the same kind of bullshittery as the next person, and not thinking so is dangerous in my opinion and irresponsible at the very least. We have to be more careful and more scrutinous when it comes to our own groups, considering we know what the pitfalls of evil, quote-unquote, are. So in my opinion, you should always be suspect of your own side's intentions, even more so than your perceived social and political enemy. Other than that, neat streams all the same. Do you watch my fucking streams? 
My response, I have no clue who Bob is, but if you're trying to judge a political ideology based on a social media influencer, then I think you're the one who has lost their mind. Perfectly reasonable. Well, no, and even with Bob, I'm not trying to paint all of leftism like him. No one is quite like him. He's just an example uh, that left-wing politics, namely North American left-wing politics, has its fair share of cuckoo characters as well, such as people like movie Bob. I was trying to say that you don't seem like that kind of guy. Also, don't really need to judge a political ideology off of one guy. Like I said, I've been I've been the thing we're talking about, so I have as much perspective as one would need in this area to make an informed decision. Doubt! Doubt! You ain't said shit to me! I feel like you're not even reading what I'm writing. I That one fucking long statement, that was the first time I'd read it all the way through. I didn't actually read what he was writing. I just kind of skimmed through it. I was trying to give you a compliment and say I like your content. Am I not allowed to be here and enjoy your content if I don't think exactly like you? Who said that? I'll go if you want, because you don't seem very happy with me here. You sound pretentious, and that was the shittiest compliment ever, is what I said back. Now, that's the last comment on that video. They moved over to a different video. And let's give you the context of what video they moved over to. I called them pretentious. And they went and found they went and found a video from 2013, 2012, something like that. Hold on, I'll tell you. It's on my channel, but it's not like it's on the December 13th, 2013. You you can see their comment pretentious, huh? Me? This video is called Starving Artist Justin Mullins. It was a video produced by the city of Bristol, Tennessee, or Virginia. I don't know which one. I I forget which one it is. It was for a local cable access channel. They did a mini documentary on me. This is is about my radio show when I was in college. Hilarious, philosophical, controversial. These are just some of the words used to describe the Friday Night Freak Show. The Freak Show is an internet radio show and the brainchild of the host Justin Mullins, a DJ that has practiced his craft since the age of 16, and like all passions. So he just did a little interview with me, asked me you know, how I got into it, my inspiration and shit, stories I've even told here on the Troll Patrol. So, pretentious, huh? Me. My response, yes, you. As you sniff your own farts in this, narrating and interviewing yourself, right? That was not my voice. That was that was a, a media person for the city of Bristol that was putting together a mini documentary about me. I followed up. I did not make this. That is not my voice. It was a documentary that a local cable access channel did about me. 
But you went through all my videos to try to call me out on something, and this was the best you could come up with. I wish you people could feel embarrassment. And their response was, deleting comments, are we? No, I get cute. I get accused of this all the time. I don't delete comments, <laughs> especially not when you look so fucking stupid. Ah, oh, shit. I went through your channel to unsub from you. I just wanted to see what an asshole who thinks he is more intelligent than everyone else thinks being pretentious looks. I've never deleted a comment. I'm sorry I hurt your sensitive little feelings. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> also, what do you mean by you people? Again, you're making assumptions again. What the fuck assumptions am I making? <laughs> you figured if I'm not what you are, it must mean I'm right wing. I'm not right wing either. You don't need to know my political affiliation. What you did need to know was I was a legitimate fan of yours until you were a dick to me for literally no reason at all other than you assumed my politics. No, I called you pretentious because you said a bunch of pretentious shit about how you read my Bible. Bubblegum babeface doesn't realize how far up his own ass he is. And another, another fucking, and I think this comment is cut in half. Another goddamn uh, dissertation. Also, what do you mean by you people again? You're making assumptions again. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. This is a continuation. You got your 15 seconds of fame back when anyone actually gave a toss what you had to say about anything. You were on the radio for like two seconds back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think. A medium that was dying even when I was growing up, and I'm in my 40s. I've been on the radio most of my fucking adult life. <laughs> and when I wasn't on the radio, I was working in newspaper or television or doing photography. You failed at making movies. I didn't. Uh, I actually placed second. Uh, the last movie I made placed second in a comedy movie festival. You failed at becoming a musician. Never failed at becoming a musician because I have no musical talent and never attempted to be a musician. You failed at stand-up. I didn't realize I failed at stand-up. Very much looking forward to doing stand-up again. You've been at this YouTube thing for like nine years and on average make like 40 views a video. I've been doing the Troll Patrol for almost two years and believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to come up with, you know, what the 422 year anniversary is going to look like. Which dropped from the four to six hundred you normally got for a little while, and you're a douche. I don't know when I was getting four to six hundred views. Some of my movies have over a thousand views. I'd be willing to bet fifty quid pocket money the actual reason you were let go from most of your media jobs was because once people discovered that underneath the faux charm and awkward cuteness, I have a faux charm. I didn't even realize that. You're actually an insufferable asshole. I thought I marketed myself as an insufferable asshole. They didn't want anything to do with... Uh, they didn't want anything to do with you after that because they discovered you're not actually a visionary. You're some go-nowhere pothead and even other leftists will only put up with that and your pretentious musings for so long before they go, yeah, this guy's just full of shit off his own ass. 
I wonder, I wonder if they know me in real life. I never, I never fucking know. As I said, it's a sock puppet, it's a puppet account. You fancy yourself a George Carlin or a John Stewart, but you're missing what those guys had. Talent for one and tact. I don't fancy myself either of those people. If 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 I fancy myself a comedian, as I've said many times, I've based my career off of Bill Maher and Bill Hicks. I mean, my replies have been pretty dismissive. But I mean, I, I knew it was going to make a good bit for this show. You just uh, being an insufferable dick doesn't make you quirky or funny or interesting. I'm sure you've told yourself that to excuse why no one wants to fuck with you, but being a dick with no tact is just you being a dick. You can be a leftist and not be an ass goblin. I know plenty. So you just being horrid has nothing to do with you or my politics. You'd be an asshole if you were a conservative. You'd be an asshole if you weren't. It makes no difference. You, you're just horrid, not your politics. This is the same comment. It continues. It continues. You're just a jerk. And I think it's important anyone who you rope into your show know that and to not take you seriously as someone who's trying to have a legitimate discussion. I do a show called The Troll Patrol. (laughs) The show is called The Troll Patrol. It has bright fucking colors and troll heads. Like, I'm trying to be up here being, like, a legitimate news person or some shit. I was at one point in time. Like, I originally did when you had me on it. Apparently, they've been on the show. I have no fucking clue who they are. You're the quartering of the left tube, just without the successful metrics to somewhat justify how much of an absolute fuckwit you are like he does. They follow the quartering. They follow Tim Pool. They follow Blair White. They are absolutely a right-winger. Fine, though. I'm doing well for myself. The I- ironic part is, I do it within the same kind of field you do. Political, social commentary, and satire. Difference is, I have talent. Particularly drawing and animation talent. People actually care about what I have to say, and I'm not a piece of shite to my fans. I make it a point to let everyone, uh, to let people know everyone is allowed to enjoy my stuff, which is why I'm so successful at it. I made more followers in five months than you have in nine years of doing this, so I think the metrics reveal to us who the pretentious fuck is. Once again, like, they're talking to me from a sock puppet account that only has 112 subscribers. I don't know where this success is. Never mind, you've been doing the same thing over and over again and still where you're at. That would mean you'd have to get a clue, and we know how hard that is for you. Take care of yourself, Justin, and stop sniffing your own ass, you fucking goof. From reading these comments, who is sniffing their own ass? Have some goddamn self-awareness, please. I might have cut a comment out here of mine. Oh, maybe 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 they're backwards. I don't I don't I don't know. I've I've got something out of order here. Well, you did. You were very rude for no reason at all. I'm not ashamed to admit when my feelings about Oh, as where I was like, "Oh, I hurt your sensitive little feelings." 
Well, you did. You were very rude for no reason at all. All I did was call them pretentious. I'm not ashamed to admit when my feelings have been hurt. It hurt because I really liked you and your content, and I have no idea why on earth you'd react to someone giving you a compliment in such a way just because I said I'm not a leftist anymore. You don't think you were being a bit ridiculous. Just because I'm not a leftist doesn't... Who is being ridiculous here? Just because I'm not a leftist doesn't mean I don't deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. On my own social media, I argue with leftists all the time. It doesn't mean I downright disrespect them, though. There's still people and human beings. Most of us end up becoming mates, too, because people with different beliefs can be friends, believe it or not. If you're actually mature, that is. You weren't giving me a compliment. You were attacking an ideology. You're literally the one acting like you're more intelligent than others. That you are the arbiter of who has lost their minds. Or that you've read my Bible and all the other pretentious shit you said. Your lack of self-awareness is astounding. I'm going to read these comments on the show tonight. I don't see how I've done that when I've said that such people exist in every ideology ever. Read what I said again, unless I'm dissing every ideology. I was saying more modern leftists aren't to my liking. You were because of your style. There are Christians who have lost their minds. I literally said this. I was just surprised you thought your ideology was free of that. I never said that. So you are the holier than thou one. I said, uh, I said was I said, because you were doing that bullshit men do to women sometimes, when you were just brushing off my experience in a, you're probably just an idiot who never actually met a leftist kind of way. As far as the other bit goes, I'm glad you're going to do that. I similarly was going to send your channel to Deadwing Dork. Another person I have no fucking clue who they're talking about. He makes live streams on internet weirdos like you, so your fledgling content is right up his alley. You should be thanking me and him, because it will actually send traffic to your dead channel. So, this asshole was giving me a backhanded compliment, somehow. And I should also be thanking them after they spent the day fucking insulting me time and time again. Where in the world did I say my ideology was free of anything? You keep accusing me of making assumptions, but literally all I've said is that your personal experience is an anecdotal fallacy, and I like to talk about things I can prove or disprove. You're the one making wild assumptions. This conversation has been nothing but you filleting yourself. The lack of self-awareness is astounding. wasn't trying to convince you of anything, they said, or argue with you, though. I just gave a generic compliment with my opinion in it. This compliment was centered around them and how they're not a leftist anymore and how leftists are, are have lost their minds. Because apparently somebody called them a Nazi because they didn't like a movie, is what I gather from the comments. They got their fucking feelings hurt by somebody on Twitter. Me. Fuck. So what the fuck is your problem? Why not just say, oh, hey, thanks. Glad you're enjoying my content like a normal fucking person and not a psychopath. I didn't take it as a compliment. Took it as an attack on leftist ideology, which I feel was the only way to interpret it. 
Maybe the issue is you and your communication skills. Perhaps don't come to someone's channel talking about how you used to be a leftist, but most have lost their minds. Now, they take issue with the fact that I said most. They didn't say most. They said some. They love arguing semantics, so they will take me completely out of context all the fucking time. Say that most leftists have lost their minds and expect to be taken seriously. Especially when it was a video about Alabama putting the name of the first black student at a university next to a Klan leader. Does that really seem appropriate to you? I still don't think I've said anything that is unreasonable. Despite this motherfucker writing books about how horrible I am. If I have a problem with communication, you have an issue with comprehension of what you read. I didn't say most. You're trying to completely mischaracterize my whole point. You also fell to add, I extended such things to nearly every ideology. You keep forgetting to mention that part, oddly enough. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about defending other people. I assume you're not a woman. Bubblegum babe face. Because a woman wouldn't spend this much time arguing stupid shit. I said some, particularly newer leftists, Zoomers and whatnot. I don't like it when people infantilize other people. The kids are all right. Also, if you have talked to me on this stream, you're not a woman because I don't believe I've ever had a call or a Discord comment from somebody who was a woman. Everybody who has came on this show has been a male. I haven't met many women. Apparently you've been back in my channel, so you should know that most of my stand-up comedy is about me being a swinger. And the women that are laughing the loudest in the videos are like the women I was going home with. Well, bubblegum babeface, since you're here, would you like to uh, talk to us? you like to hop in the Discord, or you'd like to give us a little ring? 917-830-4359. I would love to talk to you. Maybe, maybe we have just had a misunderstanding here. I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong, unlike present company. Would you would you like to have a discussion? Link to the Discord is down below. The number is up on the screen. Oh, they can't talk to us now. They can spend all fucking day arguing with me. But they can't talk to us now. Oh, shit. I didn't take you as someone that would screech that someone's a fascist and a racist just because they didn't like The Last Jedi or said an off-color remark. Now I've discovered I still think I'm right. You're not those things. You're worse. You're just a fuckwit, which is infinitely worse in my opinion. See, this this person has gotten made fun of on Twitter, and they've gotten butthurt about it. You're a little sensitive baby. Get over yourself. 
Why would you watch me? I'm a loser asshole, as you pointed out. So I didn't take you as an asshole at first. When I called into your show, you were quite pleasant. We had a decent conversation, so I subbed. What I was saying in my comment was you reminded me of the values that I enjoyed and still enjoy about leftism. You don't silence your challenge. I admired that because that's what I like to do. Silencing people isn't a left-wing value, and I appreciate that you didn't do that. I can't say the same for Zoomers today. The 19 and 20-year-olds that make up the wider social left now. I take issue with you saying that. It is it is just a stupid straw man. It is right-wing propaganda. And I assume, like, I would like, the thing I would ask you for is an example of these Zoomers trying to silence people. Because I like shit that is provable or disprovable. I don't wade in to social media drama. I don't like arguing about personalities. I like talking about facts and data. That's one of the reasons why I probably don't get a lot of views on this show. I don't talk about social media drama. We do things like do deep dives into bills and what's in them. Listen to committee hearings. I'm not expecting to have thousands of viewers on YouTube. Believe me, I had realistic expectations. I've been in the media business for over 20 years. I had realistic expectations of what this show could and couldn't be. And let me tell you, I've exceeded those expectations wildly. Sorry. They shout and scream at people and tend to be assholes who will attempt to go to war with you over petty shit, calling you a literal Nazi just because you didn't like a certain movie or some shit. See, this is, this is some kind of personal angst. This is an issue with you. And you may think that you were giving me a compliment, but all I saw was just this projection of nonsense. What the fuck are you talking about? No, I'm most certainly an asshole. And I'm an asshole to people who say dumb shit. And you said dumb shit. I'm sorry. And you just keep saying. You just keep saying right-wing nonsense. I'm not ragging on you because you're a leftist. I'm friends with many. I'm ragging on you because you're a pretentious fuckwit. What have I said that's been pretentious? I would love to know. I love the way you keep using the word after I called you pretentious. Because you absolutely were. You're just a rude, inconsiderate, self-absorbed ass clown, and I attribute your failures, even amongst your own kind, as a result of that. That's what I don't understand what your issue is. You're the one that's up your own ass. Somebody called you a Nazi on Twitter, and now it seeps into fucking comments you're making on my channel. If you wanted to compliment me, you should have been like, hey, good stream. Keep up the good work. When you start off your supposed compliment, let's go back to it. The original original thing, where you're supposedly complimenting me, I'm, I'm, I'm not left wing anymore. I'm your supposed compliment revolved around you. 
And you're you're saying I'm up my own ass. This supposed compliment you were paying me has to do with your personal experience of how people made fun of you on Twitter, which you should grow a fucking thicker skin over. And your own insecurities. You are a sad person. I'm sorry I made fun of you. But like, really, what was this nonsense? What a fucking waste of a day. But come on, come on, sick your followers on me. Let's let's see these 20,000 people. They clearly aren't on this sock puppet account. That's why you keep talking about how successful you are, yet you hide behind an avatar. And you're on a sock puppet account. Bullshit! I'm calling bullshit. What's more likely is that we're going to do this, people are going to have an overwhelmingly negative opinion of you as they do with your sort. You're going to get hate traffic from other creator communities like Gatorpoon did. You're going to learn nothing, then privatize your accounts while you slowly become another internet LOL cow. Oh, Jesus. Never said I'd sick anyone on you. No, 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 no. I keep... I, I quit having screenshots. Like, fucking... 59 fucking comments here. 59 fucking comments. Jesus fucking Christ, you don't have any, you're so fucking successful that you didn't have anything better to do today. Now what, what was I, what was I doing while I was commenting? I was working on a video for my client where I had to do a content aware fill in After Effects that took a while. So I kept going back and arguing with you while I was doing my work today. God damn, they've even they've even commented twice since the last time I commented. I wouldn't be doing anything. I just said I'd let people be aware of your channel, which is only fair because you're going to post my comments, so no accusing people of weaponizing their followers to attack you. Fucking bring your followers to attack me! I fucking dare you! I dare you! Weaponize your stupid ass followers against me that you don't have. That's why I'm daring you. You don't have followers. This YouTube is linked to a Twitter account that's been suspended. The username on DeviantArt as well has either been suspended or deactivated. Bring your followers at me. I want you to. It's called the Troll Patrol. Do you know where I post my shit? I don't post my shit in leftist spaces. I post my shit in right-wing spaces. That's how I got Matt Walsh's attention. And see, I don't even I don't even know anything about Star Wars. I've watched the first two. A New Hope and and Empire Strikes Back. I'll watch the third one on on May the 4th this year. A buddy's like, can you please go ahead and watch them all so I don't have to wait years to talk to you about them. No, no. They were better than I thought they would be. I, I I will give them that. I... 
You don't look good here, bubblegum babe face. You look pretentious. You look highly insecure. And you look like you're you're seeking affirmation. I don't know what to tell you. But if you'd ha- if you'd like to have a conversation with me, you're more than welcome to. As I said, we were going to do this little bit. It took a lot longer than I thought it would. But now we've done it, and I'm going to move on to reading the news and making fun of, of idiots. I Until I actually hear your voice, I, I do not believe that you're a female. I don't think any woman would do this shit. I am not high enough for this shit. What were you going to ask if I if I had uh, seen Star Wars? I. You're commenting. Why can't you Discord in? Why can't we have a discussion? Please tell me what I'm wrong about here. Reveal yourself to me. What's your Twitter account? Uh, when I was... A, I, I have a issue about not wanting to watch movies if I can't catch them from the beginning and I also don't like commercials. So, like, as a kid, I never watched Star Wars on the TV. I just never got around to it. And knowing the twist, knowing, you know, Luke, I am your father. I can never have that that experience that people had in the theaters and shit. Because, you know, it, it's so ubiquitous throughout pop culture. That you, fucking The Simpsons made jokes about it. Like Homer's walking out of the theater. is like, oh, Luke, I am your father. Ah. Because I don't, I don't believe a woman would write this fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what what you expect from me. This is a show called the Troll Patrol. I am King Troll of the Internet, and if you think you're going to do something to me, it's going to cause me to black out my social media. Ha, 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 ha. I don't believe you. I don't think you have any respect. And nor do I give a shit about respect. <laughs> I don't I I don't know what you want from me. Now, are you going to talk to us? I thought okay, Jenkins, I thought about watching them in in, in chronological order instead of the order that they were released. But my buddy told me not to do that because I'd watch the first one and never watch any of the other ones. So I I respected that. Because I'm like, you know what? I could watch them in chronological order. Not many people can watch them for the first time in chronological order. 
Uh, you can be on during my time. I don't operate on your time. This this isn't your fucking show. I don't jump through hoops for you, monkey. I don't see why you can't be on now, because you've argued with me all goddamn day, and you're in the fucking chat right now. I don't suffer bad movies. I do not like bad movies. There's been a few that uh, I've almost turned off. I'm glad that I didn't, though. Oh, there was one I watched the other day. Like, I almost turned it off, and then, like, I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't. It got really fucking good. Fuck, what movie was that? Yeah, that's also, I'm very, uh... Like, now i got the 4K TV. If I can watch something in 4K and surround sound, I'm going to watch it in 4K with surround sound. Very particular. I don't even go to movie theaters anymore because I, um... I got a better setup here than most movie theaters. Sorry. I know what to tell you, bubblegum face. You're a moron. <laughs> and we're we're going to uh we're gonna move on to reading the, the news. How am I a fuckwit? In what way am I a fuckwit? How am I a fuckwit? Please explain. I, I don't under I called you pretentious and you wrote books about your hatred for me. You're the one that looks like a fuckwit here. Like I even I even told you that. Like you do not look good in this exchange. I really feel sorry for you. I really do. I'm and I'm sorry that I ran you off. Maybe try not making everything about yourself. If you're trying to give somebody a compliment, don't start with the word I. Rubs people the wrong way. Read the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. It will tell you to never, never start a, a sentence with the word I. It will turn people off. Listen to me. I, uh, if you are truly a trans person, then I will show you respect. I don't think you are. I don't, I, I don't believe anything you say until I get some kind of confirmation that's not a sock puppet account. I don't believe anything, anything that comes from you. I respect the trans community very much. I go to bat for the trans community. That's the whole reason Matt Walsh's followers have been all up my ass. I've dated trans girls. No, specifically you. Specifically you. I don't think you're trans. I don't I don't think you're a woman. 
Because I, I don't think you would be following Tim Pool and the quartering and Blair White and shit. Maybe, I don't know. I just don't think you'd be hang- hanging out in spaces that are indeed transphobic. If you were a trans person. And then coming here and talking to me about respect. No, that's not the end of it. I, I don't believe the sock puppet account. Do not give a shit what you say. Sorry. But since... Since you're so big on social media, why don't you let us know? Why don't you why don't you hit us with your Twitter? Why are you hiding behind an avatar? Why are you commenting from a sock puppet account? I do not believe you. Sorry. No, I'm not a fuckwit. Because I don't believe what a sock puppet account is saying. That doesn't make me a fuckwit. Oh, shit. Let's get to the news. Since supposed Emily here won't actually have a conversation with us. They pick a time they know I won't be, uh... You, you are a fuckwit. What is the definition of fuckwit? Am I going to have to go to Urban Dictionary? An unintelligent person, an idiot. I know plenty of fuckwits then. You certainly seem highly unintelligent. Like, seriously, you you got your fucking panties in a wad because I called you pretentious over something that was clearly pretentious. I've read your Bible! How are you so far up your own ass and then accusing me of being up my own ass? The self-awareness, the lack of self-awareness is astounding. Let's start off tonight with Dr. Fauci saying the U.S. is heading out of a full-blown pandemic phase. COVID-19 pandemic restrictions could end soon, even as early as this year. This is according to the NIAID director, Anthony Fauci. We told the Financial Times in an interview published yesterday. Fauci explained that he does not believe we are going to eradicate the virus, but said that it will instead reach an equilibrium. We are looking at a time when we have enough people vaccinated and enough people with protection from previous infection that the COVID restrictions will soon be a thing of the past. I don't exactly know what COVID restrictions he's talking about other than the sparse mask mandates that exist. Fauci added that he hoped restrictions would end soon, 
agreeing with the suggestion that they could largely end this year. Fauci also said that as the U.S. is certainly heading out of a particularly difficult phase of the pandemic driven largely by Omicron, local health departments will be the ones to make virus-related decisions instead of the Biden administration. Now, the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, let's not uh, go too fast with removing mask restrictions, though. An interview given to Reuters uh, yesterday, I believe it was. We've always said that the state and local jurisdictions um, are the ones responsible for those kinds of policies, for masking policies. Right now, our CDC guidance has not changed. Um, We have and continue to recommend um, masking in areas of high and substantial transmission. That is essentially everywhere in the country in public indoor settings. We continue to recommend universal masking in our schools. Um, And so our guidance has not changed. And what I will say is in this current moment, I'm pleased to say that about 96% of our children are in schools and that the masking has allowed them to be in school safely. That and getting our children vaccinated. Um, I know people are cautiously optimistic. I am cautiously optimistic about watching our cases come down, and they've come down quite a bit. But we're still at 290,000 cases a day. We still have hospitalization rates that are higher than they ever were during the peak of our Delta wave. And similarly for deaths, still at 2,300 a day. So while we are working hard to get out of this crisis mode, we do need to look downfield to see what uh, living with COVID outside of crisis will look like now this was strictly anecdotal but there is a professor that asked the class i saw this on twitter asked their class how many people they thought had died of covid in january the highest number they got was something like 600 god i should have saved that did i save that I did not. Walked out of the ninth worst movie in 2004. What was that movie? It would have been around the time that uh, Babel came out. Babel, to me, was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I like Brad Pitt. I've bitched about that movie for so long. Let's see if I can find the. Damn it, I can't. Winter isn't over here, but it's getting close. It's it. It was not as bad today. Smokey spent a lot of time out on the patio. Now, Dr. Fauci mentioned uh, protection from previous infection. Jack Black and the Zoolander guy. The Ben Stiller? Jack Black and... I don't remember a Jack Black and Ben Stiller movie. Not sure the movie you're you're referring to. I've never seen Zoolander. That kind of looks stupid to me. I'm vaxxed, boosted, and just had COVID nineteen. Can I relax now? 
start of the pandemic, we're reading from Vox, by the way. At the start of the pandemic, recovery from a coronavirus infection was perhaps a reason for cautious optimism. If you were lucky enough to bounce back from COVID-19, you had some level of immunity. Over time, research bore this out, though it also showed that immunity wanes. And also, about 30% of people don't develop that immunity. Over uh, the recovering from the virus wasn't a one-and-done deal. So how should vaccinated people think about their immunity after they've recovered from a breakthrough infection? The Omicron surge that infected hundreds of thousands of people a day in the U.S., including many people who had breakthrough cases, some are wondering if the combination of vaccination and infection, known as hybrid immunity, will offer some kind of lasting protection. Is this brush with the virus enough to warrant relief and resumption of life sans pandemic precautions? Vox spoke with experts to help advise the newly recovered. Everyone's body and immune system react differently to the viruses they encounter. Unlike vaccines, which delivered a standard size and formula to large populations, having a COVID infection is a very unstandardized thing, according to Theodore Bailey, the chief of the Division of Infectious Diseases at the Greater Baltimore Medical Center. You tested positive for COVID-19, it's difficult to know how much virus you were exposed to, how much it managed to reproduce in your body, and how engaged your immune system became to fight it off. So it's hard to know how protected you will be. Studies show that before Omicron came along, recovery from COVID-19 infections made people a lot less likely to get infected again, at least for many months. But Omicron seemed to behave differently. A non-peer-reviewed study conducted during England's Omicron wave found that Omicron has the potential to evade immunity from past infection or to vaccine doses. Similarly, another non-peer-reviewed Danish study found that Omicron was able to evade immune responses in vaccinated and unvaccinated people alike. Is it safe to go to restaurants and bars after a COVID-19 infection? who are extremely unlikely to be reinfected with the same variant within a month or two of recovering from COVID-19, Bailey says. When scientific review of published, published research on COVID-19 immunity suggested that antibody levels begin to decline three months after a previous infection. However, when you gain immunity to one variant, you don't necessarily gain immunity to others. It is possible to be swiftly reinfected with Omicron after you recover from Delta. So a breakthrough, uh, breakthrough infection isn't permission to live it up like it's 2019 or, you know, 1999. Peace, Prince. You can get the purple lights on. Because there will always be a risk of reinfection, Bailey suggests that thinking about immunity in the weeks following recovery is a little like airbags in a car. Airbags protect drivers from serious injury, but risky behaviors like texting, speeding, or careless driving offset the benefits of the airbag. I was at a TV station the day that Prince died, and I went to the weather person and said, Hey, you should make your rain graphics purple. You'll go viral over that. He said he didn't have the power to do it. I found out he absolutely had the power to do it, and I saw other news stations go viral for turning their rain purple. He also threatened to throw me through a wall one time because he was he was a, a Christian. 
and he was bitching about people on welfare. <laughs> and uh, I said, that, that is a very Christ-like of you. I did the whole spill about, you know, give everything you own to the poor, yada, yada, yada. We made up, though. We're on good terms now. What a bottle of ivermectin reveals about the shadowy world of COVID telemedicine. Before Christmas, a right-wing journalist named Ben Berquam became seriously ill with COVID-19. My Christmas gift was losing my sense of taste and smell and having a 105-degree fever and just feeling like garbage. Berquam said in a Facebook video that he shot... As you lay in a California hospital. It's scary when you can't breathe. It's not a fun place to be. Workquam told his audience he wasn't vaccinated despite having had childhood asthma, a potentially dangerous underlying condition. Instead, he held up a bottle of the drug ivermectin. Almost all doctors do not recommend taking ivermectin for COVID, but many individuals on the political right believe that it works because they're idiots. Don't do the horse paste. The details revealed in Barquam's video provide a rare view into the prescription of an unproven COVID-19 therapy. Data shows that prescriptions for drugs like ivermectin have surged in the pandemic, but patient-doctor confidentiality often obscures exactly who is handing out the drugs. Barquam's testimonial provides new and troubling details about a small group of physicians who are willing to eschew the best COVID-19 treatments and provide alternate therapies made popular by disinformation. For a price! Ivermectin is usually prescribed to treat parasitic worms. The best medical evidence to date shows that it doesn't work against COVID-19. Food and Drug Administration, the National Institutes of Health, the American Medical Association, and two pharmaceutical societies all discourage prescribing ivermectin for COVID-19. Doctors and hospitals will not give it to patients who are seeking the treatment. Fueled by conspiracy theories about vaccine safety and alternative treatments, many on the political right incorrectly believe ivermectin is a secret cure-all for COVID. Millions of Americans fell ill ill with COVID last summer. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported ivermectin ivermectin prescriptions were at a 24 times pre-pandemic levels. Agency says prescription again rose during the latest Omicron surge. A significant number of these prescriptions came from a small minority of doctors who are willing to write them, often using telemedicine to do so. According to Kaloni uh, Kaltai, misinformation researcher at the University of Washington. Sorry, Kaloni, if I uh, fucked up your name. The same doctors frequently promote anti-vaccine conspiracy theories. Profiting off of misinformation, using their medical expertise as currency. I just wanted to say horse paste. It is indeed a promise shirt. I got it the last time I saw them on the... um... Fuck, what was the name of that album? Uh, The the, the bug one. (laughs) God damn it. Oh my God. I was getting a beer out in the lobby and this dude like puts his arm around me. He's like, yeah, boy, you ready for promise? I'm like, woo, promise sucks. And then like the people in the lobby start chanting promise sucks. And the dude's like, how could you say that? And I'm like, you've never been to a promise show before. Have you?
Let's talk about crack. I got off the stream last night. And I saw a bunch of memes about Biden and crack pipes. And I had no fucking clue what they were talking about. Oh shit, is Media Matters not going to let me watch the video? Motherfucker. You don't want to hear about Biden's crack? I don't blame you. I do not blame you at all. Joe Biden, the president, has announced another... Joe Biden, the president. ...his highly promoted equity agenda. That's the government-wide effort to improve the lives of African Americans. You may recall that on his first day in office more than a year ago, the new president explained that equity will require determination and creativity. And this week, he proved that's true. Joe Biden's latest idea is to pay black people to smoke more crack. Going forward, the administration will send at least $30 million in tax money to nonprofits and local governments. What a fucking dog whistle. Safe smoking kits and supplies. According to HHS, these kits will contain <laughs> approved pipes that will allow beneficiaries of the equity agenda to smoke crack cocaine as well as crystal meth. I'm not high enough for this shit. Soros-aligned NGOs have long complained that marginalized groups in this country don't have adequate access to illegal narcotics or the tools to use them. With this new program, Joe Biden will finally close the crack gap. For too long in America, quality crack pipes have been the domain of rich white men like so much else. Here's the president's son. And then threw, threw in some anti-Semitism, too, with the, you know, the Soros-backed NGOs. I'm sure Tucker understands what's going on. He's, he's just fucking evil. He understands what's going on, and he understands exactly who his audience is. And he, Tucker's a smart man. He's playing to his audience. For example, smoking crack in bed at the Four Seasons. You'll notice the beautifully designed custom crack pipe. It's cooling bowl nestled in the high thread count Egyptian cotton sheets. When Hunter Biden smokes crack, he does it in style. But not everyone in this country is so fortunate. Try to toast some rock in West Baltimore sometime. You may have to make the pipe yourself from tin broken car antenna. Our inner cities are pipe deserts. Talk about the new Jim Crow. Bull Connor would be proud. Bull Connor didn't think black people deserved new crack pipes. Joe Biden's going to change that. Joe Biden understands how essential narcotics are to the future of his party. If Democratic voters stop smoking crack, they might start thinking for themselves and become Candace Owens or something. You can't have that. So it's new crack pipes for everyone. Unfortunately, this change comes to wow. the Democratic Party icon. 30 years ago, crack addiction was still considered embarrassing, especially for elected officials. In some places, it was illegal. Here was the mayor of Washington, D.C., fervently pursuing the equity agenda before it even had a name. Did, did anybody consult Rob Ford on this? The mayor of Toronto that was caught smoking crack? Oh, shit, I keep hitting the wrong thing. There is Tucker's crack pipe segment. Now, let's find out the truth about the program. As, as you probably guessed, it's not what Tucker said. We'll not be paying people to smoke crack. Why the Biden administration wants to hand out safe smoking kits. The Biden administration will provide grant funding to pay for the distribution of safe smoking kits as part of efforts to reduce harm from substance abuse over the next three years. 
A number of conservative news outlets reported that the administration would fund the distribution of crack pipes for drug users as part of a push to advance racial inequality. Or racial equality. They were never part of the kit. It was an inaccurate reporting, a White House spokesperson, Jen Psaki, said. Safe smoking kits are one piece of equipment on a list of 20 items the Department of Health and Human Services outlined on the grant application for its harm reduction program. The primary purpose of the program is to reduce the risk of infection among drug users. It's going to be funding for, like, safe needle sites and shit. Supervised sites. HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra and Dr. Raul Gupta from the Office of Drug, uh, National Drug Control Policy issued a statement explaining the proposal. HHS and uh, the Office of National Drug Control Policy are focused on using our resources smartly to reduce harm and save lives. Accordingly, no federal funding will be used directly or through subsequent reimbursement of grantees to put pipes in safe smoking kits. The goal of harm reduction is to save lives. The administration is focused on a comprehensive strategy to stop the spread of drugs and curb addiction, including prioritizing the use of proven harm reduction strategies like providing uh, naloxone. Naloxone. I'm, I'm fucking it up. Fentanyl test strips and clean syringes, as well as, the, as well as taking decisive actions to go after violent criminals who are trafficking illicit drugs like fentanyl across our borders and into our communities. We will continue working to address the addiction and overdose epidemic and ensure that our resources are used in the smartest and most efficient manner. Locks on. Thank you, thank you, Tones. Here's the thing. If you want to reduce drug usage, you provide for people's basic needs. You house the homeless, you make sure everyone has their basic needs met, and you reduce drug usage. Because... Spoiler alert, drugs make being homeless a hell of a lot easier. If you're high, it's a lot easier to tolerate living on the streets. Health officials have been wanting this for a very long time. And this, this is why I get so upset anytime I see right-wingers bashing these like safe injection sites where you can go and exchange your needles. Needle exchange programs. I think Mike Pence put a, an end to one in Indiana, which caused a spike in, in AIDS. HIV, I'm sorry. So, f- fuck these assholes. But it's all part of their propaganda campaign. Just like Mitch McConnell talking about how the Democrats are actually a, they're the pro-crime party. They're, 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 they're the well, party that uh, encourages crime. By their reckless taxing and spending spree, violent criminals were preying on the American people. What, 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 what the? While Washington Democrats spent 2021 20, distracted by their reckless taxing. Taxing and spending spree. This is this is like the the lockdowns. What fucking taxing and spending spree? What taxing and spending spree? What taxing and spending spree, Mitch McConnell? I would love to know what taxes Democrats have raised and what spending they've done. And spending spree. Violent criminals were preying on the American people. Millions of Americans. Neighborhoods descended into chaos and violence around them. 
After the nationwide murder rate saw its biggest jump in more than 100 years in 2020, at least 12 major cities set their own all-time homicide records in 2021. Rates of carjacking have doubled, tripled, and even quadrupled in major metro areas. My hometown of Louisville set a new all-time murder record last year, 188 homicides, 24. By the way, I just like, they are fear-mongering. This isn't the best graph, but it shows 1990 to 2018. This is the violent crime rate. Went down all that time. Kick back up slightly in the last few years. Four of the victims were children. At one point last year, a staggering 65% of our homicides were going unsolved. And Louisville is now averaging one carjacking. Cops are useless. Yesterday, I hosted the FBI's special agent's charge of the Louisville field office for meeting here in the Capitol. We discussed these issues at length. One survey last year found that Americans believe violent crime. And, 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 since you want to bring up Louisville, they still haven't arrested the murderers of Breonna Taylor. And remember uh, last year when the Louisville Police Department arrested a guy for suspected murder? And citizens had to go and, and find the uh, security camera footage that freed him because they had the wrong fucking person? is the number one major crisis facing our country. More citizens called violent crime a major crisis than COVID. When Americans are asked about President Biden's handling of law enforcement... More people have died of COVID than have been murdered in this country since 1976. More people have died of COVID than from murder in this country since 1976. Mitch... I wonder where people might have got this idea that crime is an issue. <laughs> ...and criminal justice, the president polls almost 20 points underwater. The American people know this crime wave is not some spontaneous event. It's been fed and fueled in multiple ways by the Democratic Party's far-left turn. For example... Liberal a far left turn. Democrats have spent almost two years trying to smear, smear the entire profession of policing with the actions of a few bad actors. When I wish, I wish the Democratic Party had spent the last couple of years smearing the police. I do it because the police deserve it. It's not a few bad actors. The entire, the entirety of policing is corrupt. Just like I pointed out, you wanted to bring up Louisville. Why aren't you arresting Breonna Taylor's murderers, Mitch? Why don't you, why don't you get on the phone? The people of the Louisville Police Department. Have them bring it in. We know who they are. We know that anti-police culture wars invite more crime. It's a fact. A it's a fact. It's a fact. The youngest African-American professor to ever get tenure at Harvard has proven that anti-police outcry directly results in more crime, including homicides. Many jurisdictions have... I don't drink soda, but I, I will I will have a Coke with you. ...to match the rhetorical... I'll do some Coke with you. Literally, just yesterday, a prominent House Democrat 
insisted to the press that the far left will not be dropping or diluting their message of defund the police. Defund them! Men and women in law enforcement are literally, literally under attack. While too many- 2021 saw police budgets be the highest they have ever been. So how did crime go up, Mitch? What 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 the fuck? Many politicians take aim at our brave police officers in a political sense. Violent criminals are taking aim at them in a literal sense. The number of cop killings shot up nearly sixty percent last year to a two <laughs> Number one cause of death for cops. COVID. COVID. COVID is the number one cause of death for cops. The second leading cause of death, traffic accident. Then you get to uh, uh, homicide. Sorry, Mitch. Fuck all the way off. Decade high. In Louisville, Jefferson County Sheriff's Deputy Brandon Shirley was shot and killed last summer. It's believed he was ambushed while wearing his uniform. The streets of New York City were packed full with heroes a few days ago as fellow officers mourned two of their colleagues. Oh, don't get me started on the NYPD. Hey, you guys elected a cop as the mayor in New New York City. How's that working out for you? ...who need this violent crime epidemic to stop. Our brave men and women in blue... Are heart attacks up there on the list? I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. A lot of cops are out of shape. But within the justice system, left-wing activists have... Insinuated themselves into the prosecutorial roles throughout America and are making soft on crime. By the way, uh, cities that have prosecutors that are progressive, they actually do embrace the left and seen crime go down. Prosecuting minor drug and prostitution cases. New York City's new district attorney said last month he would not pursue charges for marijuana misdemeanors, trespass, good, and resisting arrest among others. After a huge backlash, he tried to walk some of this back. That fucking getting charged with resisting arrest and nothing else is bullshit, and they should not prosecute that. How is that even a charge? Comedian uh, Keith Lowell Jensen has a bit about this. About how he asked the judge, like, how to get arrested for resisting arrest? It's like the Mobius strip of charges. Judge let him go. You want to talk about pro-crime? You want to talk about pro-crime? The GOP is pro-crime. Talk about January 6th. We have brand new reactions. Apparently, from House Republican leader Kevin, Mc- Kevin McCarthy is siding with Mike Pence and Mitch McConnell and is saying that January 6th is not legitimate political discourse, which is what the RNC censured. The RNC, the the Republican National Committee, censured Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney saying that the demonstrators on January 6th, the insurrectionists, were engaging in legitimate political discourse. McCarthy on the RNC's decision to censure two of his own members. Here is what he told our own Garrett Hick. Do you agree with that characterization from the RNC? I think anybody, and we all know this, that entered this building that 
right in is not legitimate discourse, but I don't think that's what the RNC was talking about when they talked to him. They tried what, to clarify it afterwards. Bullshit! No, it's... What they wrote it, what, yeah. they, what, what they believe, because if you watch what the January 6th committee is... He parsed his answer. Of course he did. Who weren't here on January 6th, who were actually down in Florida. Are you talking about the, the other electors, the alternate electors? Yeah, they, look at what they've done. They, they've gone after people in their records and that. They weren't even a part of January 6th. So that's the portion that they were talking about. You're extrapolating and adding sentence. No one believes that people that broke into so do, you, so do you agree with the decision to censure then? The RNC has a bit of a, I think there's a reason why Adam is not running again. I think there's a reason why at the end of the day, Liz would have a hard time going here if she wouldn't. I don't think she would. Thank you. He outraised her opponent like three to one. Look at McCarthy taking his time, Garrett, with you, giving you a good 45 to 60 seconds there in his response to <laughs> Of Janie and Kinzinger. We appreciate you bringing that to us, as you always do, Garrett. Talk, talk me through some of this, right? Because this is obviously in direct opposition. To- and Kinzinger, I believe his his uh, seat has been redistricted. And he is in a, a different congressional district. And that's why he's not running again. To what we heard from McConnell yesterday. And I got to say, if we're taking a look at the statement from the RNC, that is exactly how they are. Um, how they are describing January 6th as legitimate political discourse, despite the fact that McCarthy is saying that's not what they meant. Yeah, so let me break this down. I mean, you see McCarthy there. You mean McCarthy's full of shit? No. Legitimate political discourse saying anybody who was here, who was involved in the attack, that was not legitimate political discourse. And he also tries to explain the reason why the RNC used that language. The RNC chairwoman has tried to explain this. You hear it there from McCarthy. They're trying to make the argument that what they meant to say was that the January 6th committee going after folks like the alternate slates of electors or apparently some RNC members who been subsequently caught up the in alternate slate of electors you know the people that were committing fraud the legislation that no. was voted on by the rnc but that's what they're trying to say now and then there at the end it's a little bit difficult to hear i asked whether he agreed with the decision overall to simply censure cheney and kinzinger and he again here breaking quite sharply from mcconnell's comments yesterday said that this is the right the rnc has and he points out that adam kinzinger is not running for re-election and he makes the argument that he doesn't think liz cheney will uh cheney would dispute that point she's raised a ton of money she sees her primary as a battle for the future of the republican party uh but you see him distancing himself from it there you know some of the internal house republican politics are uh, mccarthy's been getting some pressure from the right to kick those two members out of the house republican conference there's a pretty live debate about whether this censure adds to that pressure or relieves it but you see there him trying to leave that ball in the rnc's court and move on from this as we've been saying now for a couple days for most elected Republicans understand any day they're talking about January 6th or having to try. Now, we played the comments from Kinzinger last night, and Kinzinger said he doesn't believe that Kevin McCarthy will be Speaker of the House. Now, does that mean that Kinzinger believes that the Democrats will retain control? Does Kinzinger believe that the party will revolt if they do take control? That McCarthy would not be Speaker of the House? Very interesting to me. Kinzinger also seemed to allude to Donald Trump going down. Whatever that means. January 6th panel subpoenas former Trump White House trade advisor Peter Navarro. 
Democrat-led House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol has subpoenaed former Trump White House trade advisor Peter Navarro after he documented his own attempts to delay the certification of the 2020 election results in a memoir about his time in the Trump administration. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? Maybe he was getting legal advice from Rudy Giuliani. Here, Rudy, will you read my book and tell me, like, should I say this part? Yeah, go on, it's fine. Borrow marks the 80th subpoena for the committee, which has now conducted interviews with more than 500 witnesses who have voluntarily cooperated to help the committee track the subplots that fueled the deadly siege. Navarro appears to have information directly relevant to the Select Committee's investigation into the causes of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Select Panel uh, Chair Rep. Benny Thompson said in a statement he hasn't been shy about his role in efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election and has even discussed the former president's support for those plans. Like Trump allies subpoenaed before him, Navarro, in a statement, called the panel's investigation a witch hunt. Navarro also attacked House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and several Republicans including former Vice President Mike Pence, and the committee calling them terrorists. Ah, Jesus. No, I believe the terrorists were the people that attacked the Capitol on January 6th, kind of like this guy. North Carolina man who battled police at the Capitol an attempted murder charge waiting on him back home. North Carolina man has been charged with attacking police outside of the U.S. Capitol when he was already uh, out on bond for an attempted murder charge back home. Federal court documents show that Matthew Bettingfield of Middlesex, east of Raleigh, was arrested on Tuesday in Smithfield. He was charged with multiple crimes, including the felony count of assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers using a dangerous weapon or inflicting bodily injury. Bettingfield made his first appearance in Raleigh Federal Court on Wednesday and was ordered to remain in custody until his detention hearing Monday as of Wednesday night. He was being held in the Wake County Jail. You get to see a picture of uh, Betting- Bettingfield. I guess that's his mugshot there. 21-year-old, 21-year-old Bettingfield. God. 20 fucking one years old. You throw your life away over right-wing fucking propaganda. Bettingfield, 21, becomes the uh, becomes at least the 18th North Carolinian, North Carolinian, charged in connection with the Capitol violence when a mob of Donald Trump supporters broke through police lines and stormed into the building to stop congressional certification. These offenses allegedly occurred while he was freed on bond for a first-degree attempted murder charge in Johnston County. Bettingfield was arrested on December 14th in 2019 in connection with a shooting outside of Walmart in Smithfield, according to the Johnston County report. In August of 2021, he pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of assault with a deadly weapon and received probation... Hey, Mitch McConnell, was it a Democrat in North Carolina? It was soft on crime, letting this motherfucker go? Jesus, on probation. Originally charged with attempted uh, uh, homicide. 
First degree attempted murder. Pled guilty to a charge of assault with a deadly weapon and received probation. I was facing 5 to 10 for pot possession. I faced 5 to 10 in prison for pot possession. Second offense, it was a felony. This motherfucker pleaded out and got probation to assault with a deadly weapon. Fuck! Oh. But you know the real problem? The real problem... Kim, what's on your... Here in this country, according to Kim Iverson, is that the Department of Homeland Security has now labeled free speech domestic terrorism. I assume we're getting ready to hear some stupid shit. I think... Look, look, fucking... Uh, um, what's this dude's name? Robbie, Robbie. Robbie is like laughing about what Kim's getting ready to say. Your radar. Well, this past Monday, the Department of Homeland Security released a bulletin titled Summary of Terrorism Threat to the U.S. Homeland. And what's in it is pretty shocking. It actually labels what is typically considered free speech as terrorism. So I want to go over this bulletin with you. So the bulletin starts off with the United States remains in a heightened threat environment fueled by several factors, including an online environment filled with false or misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of mis dis and malinformation, MDM, introduced and or amplified by foreign and domestic threat actors. Okay, so first of all, remember, this is a bulletin about domestic terrorist threats to the homeland. And they're saying that we're in a heightened threat environment because of what they label MDM, mis, dis, and malinformation. Yes. What caused January the 6th? Literally misinformation about the election. Whipping people into a frenzy with misinformation about COVID. It's causing all kinds of incidents. Whipping people into a frenzy about critical race theory. Cause people to attack school boards and threaten doctors as we saw in Tennessee. The fuck? I saw nothing wrong with the bulletin, which I have uh, here in front of me. Information, which they're saying could be spread by American citizens. So that's you and me. And if we spread what they label MDM, we could be in hot terrorism water. And when you click on it, you get their definition. That's not at all what that said. That's not at all what it said. Because, like, number one on the on the bulletin here. Proliferation of false or misleading narratives which sow discord and undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. Number two, continued called for, calls for violence directed at U.S. critical infrastructure. Definition of what each one is says misinformation is false but not created or shared with the intent of causing harm. Malinformation is based on fact but used out of context to mislead, harm, or manipulate. 
Disinformation is deliberately created to mislead, harm, or manipulate a person, social group, organization, or country. Now, the problem with MDM being labeled as potential terrorist threats is that the definition of mis, dis, and malinformation this is leading to terrorist threats. The pandemic, that many people who've been labeled as spreading misinformation or conspiracy theories have been, in fact, right all along. It was a conspiracy theory that there would be vaccine mandates. It was misinformation. Yes, Ida, the dude that shot up the Walmart. Like, look at the guy that shot up Denver. Like, we haven't talked enough about that. I covered it here on the show. I bring it up in chats. All the right-wingers that platform that nut job. Especially Zuby. I've been wanting to get into to the Zuby phenomenon here on the show. So, this is a fucking rapper. Had the dude that shot up Denver on his show just like a year or two ago. That guy was pumped full of misinformation. I breaking points has gone nuts, and I like I wade into the comment section of that place like it is. I get attacked all the time. It is it is far right lunacy. Yeah, how did the hill put Ryan Grimm in one of the co-host seats, and it got worse? Oh, shit. say people who spread MDM are possibly threat actors seeking to exacerbate societal friction to sow discord and undermine public trust in government institutions to encourage unrest, which could potentially inspire acts of violence. So they're saying if you sow discord and undermine public trust in a government institution like um, the CDC, FDA, the Pentagon. Like what? Free speech is terrorism. What it says on her Chiron is completely wrong. Free speech now labeled as domestic terrorism by DHS. That is factually wrong. What you are saying is a lie. What you are saying is disinformation. And guess what? They aren't coming after you and calling you a terrorist. ...or Congress, that could lead to violence, which could happen, to let's say, during a protest. To prevent this, you could be labeled a terrorist threat if you're found to be engaging in speech that undermines a government institution that could lead to any of these acts. So if they think your words might lead to a protest against the government, and that protest might then lead to a violent breakout, which could happen at any protest, you could be labeled domestic terrorist simply for dissenting. By issuing this bulletin, they've effectively given themselves... I don't see that anywhere in this bulletin. ...they don't like under the guise of it could lead to violence. They're saying it's a domestic terrorist threat and we can't have that. I think many of us warned this was on the horizon when politicians and others in the media were calling for more to be done against misinformation. I think some of us were mocked for saying the definition of terrorism is changing and the end result will be our own government going after anyone and everyone they deem to be morally inferior. Yet here we are. Fucking, the U.S. government has used terrorism as a, as a guise to go after people for fucking 20 years now. Where you been, Kim? I clipped this for YouTube. That might have to be the uh, picture I used. We are. The bulletin goes on to say, 
The convergence of the following factors has increased the volatility, unpredictability, and complexity of the threat environment. The proliferation of false or misleading narratives, which sow discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. Again, you're putting yourself in the crosshairs if you sow discord or undermine public trust in government institutions. Don't talk bad about the government. It goes on to say... The primary terrorism-related threat to the United States continues to stem from lone offenders or small cells of individuals who are motivated by a range of foreign and or domestic grievances, often cultivated through the consumption of certain online content. Yes. It could just be you. You don't need to be affiliated with a known neo-Nazi group or some other flagged organization. If you, acting alone, air grievances against the government that they deem to be potentially threatening, you could be flagged as a domestic terrorist. The bulletin continues, for example, there is widespread online proliferation of false or misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud and COVID-19 grievances associated with these themes inspired violent extremist attacks during 2020. Yes. Yes, they did. Measures, particularly COVID-19 vaccine and mask mandates, have been used by domestic violent extremists to justify violence since 2020 and could continue to inspire these extremists to target government health care and academic institutions that they associate with those measures. Now, I understand that they're talking probably about January. There was a neo-Nazi group that was outside of a hospital. (laughs) If you fucking... You see, I'm going to let her play, and I'll, I'll see if I can find the story. Angry parents at school board meetings and angry airline passengers. I don't remember there being any violent extremist attacks due to COVID, unless they're talking about the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping. Bullshit! Bullshit! By the FBI. Of course, it goes on. No, no, that's not true. Like multiple people have now pled guilty. It wasn't planned by the FBI. And here, Kim, let me. I thought you were a journalist. I thought you were a fucking journalist. Neo-Nazis target anti-racist doctors at Brigham and Women's Hospital, calling them anti-white. This was eight days ago. Eight days ago. On Saturday, January 20, uh, 20, uh, on January 22nd. This is published eight days ago. About two dozen white nationalists dressed in identical beige khaki pants and dark hoodies protested in front of Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, holding a bed sheet with black lettering reading B&W Hospital Kills Whites. Oh, but hey, Kim doesn't know what they're talking about. On to say, malign foreign powers have and continue to amplify these false or misleading narratives. Rada, welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. All of this mis, dis, and malinformation is really being supported and spread by probably Russia. So if you're an angry American spreading COVID disinformation online, you're most likely a Russian asset. And that makes you dangerous to our national security. Lastly, and what needs to be pointed out is it goes on to say... DHS is working with public and private sector partners, as well as foreign counterparts, to identify and evaluate MDM. I really don't like her. Misleading narratives and conspiracy theories spread on social media and other online platforms that endorse or could inspire violence. Now, what gets me here is the Department of Homeland Security is saying they are working with not only the public sector, but the private sector as well. So that leads me to believe that they're working with big tech companies to censor whatever. Where you been? Where you been? You want to get rid of the NSA? Because I sure as fuck do. Now, who gets to decide on this? You know, Ryan and Robbie, they 
they they say that they're going to be you know working with the private sector and the public sector in stopping the spread of misinformation. Who are they to decide? Uh, they don't have exactly the best track record on deciding what is mis, dis, or conspiracy theory information. Yet, you know, this bulletin is is pretty, I, I think, alarming. Kimmy Dore, Kimmy Dore, basically saying that speech. Dissent from the government. Sort of you win the internet tonight. Kimmy Dore. Against a government institution is potentially domestic terrorism. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think that the Homeland Security Department was a mistake. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say we should. I have, I have the right. answer. Shut it down. Yeah. Disband- I'm totally down with that. Oh, we can all agree on that shit. Probably, uh, they, they probably don't like the abolish ICE uh, language. They probably think that's misinformation. They should add to that alternative information as something that they condemn so that right. they can then make it MDMA and we can all at least uh, chuckle at, at, at this like bu- bureaucratic creeping fascism that they're, that they're pushing. DHS very yeah. high on list of government agencies. I will eliminate yeah. very high. Yeah. That's never the one Republicans throw out. They're always like the EPA, the Department of Education. Um, you know, most of it was on mis, dis, and malinformation, but they did add in things that were genuine domestic terrorist threats. You know, they would talk about violent attacks against synagogues or churches or um, other places, and they, but, but that was kind of intermixed in between. Most of it was about mis, dis, and malinformation, and then they'd put in like real as threats, the causes threats that I think any of us would consider a problem. Anybody that's calling for violence, um, but you know, they. Yeah, they, they classified all of the and then they also said, oh, and by the way, we, we created a separate branch, too, just so you know, to specifically go after these types of domestic terrorist threats. Yeah. And that's on top of the Depart- the uh, Department of Justice also creating quietly last month. I think it was like January 11th. They released this notice saying that they had created their own also department of, uh, you know, uh, to go after domestic terrorists. So we're seeing these new branches and it's all. Targeting misinformation. I bet there are going to be a lot more kidnapping plots against uh, Democratic governors. <laughs> They're just going to multiply. So we find out that the FBI is the ones behind them. Um, look, law enforcement has every. The FBI was not behind the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer. Stop! I wish Ryan would correct that. For violent plots, for engaging in violence, the whole like domestic terrorism framing is is very um, prone to abuse and. You know, not necessary outside maybe like the category of actual sort of terrorist attacks being planned inside the country that are like actually linked to foreign group like ISIS or something. But even those were always like, you know, d- deranged people who want right. to do something because they're interested in right. ISIS, but not that ISIS actually had any formal connection or right. It's it's like copycat type things so it's really not a useful label and and more than not being a useful label it's one that now the government wants to apply to anyone who is like critical of the government or things that it says right left etc so can i get an example of this happening there's there's enough crime for the fbi to try to go after without trying to invent stuff and 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 start like editing people's posts yeah uh you know once they've cracked down i'm down with getting rid of the fbi the cia Like law enforcement in general. Wall Street crime spree underway. Go deal with that. Solve that. Then, then, then we'll talk about expanding your mandate to like Twitter posts. Yeah. Maybe if those Wall Street thing, criminals are unmasked and unvaccinated, then they'll really, then they'll really <laughs> want. No, they're, to they're vaccinated. Yeah, then they'll go after him. 
Well, and also one thing in the bulletin I was looking for, you know, as they were bringing up examples of like COVID misinformation and kind of sounded like it flash. And then they also brought up, of course, you know, the actual violent attacks against synagogues and whatnot. I was looking in the bulletin for any sort of example the other way, like they could say, um, you know, the the taking over the occupying of downtown Seattle or, you know, uh, any sort of. Oh, my God. I didn't mention any of that. I mean, this was clearly a one sided going after one political way of thinking. And that, you know, is pretty frightening. Going after one way, fuck. As as if, as if the state wasn't like snatching up BLM protesters in black vans. And fucking Kim probably didn't give a shit. Rising is the morning show on the Hill TV used to be hosted by Sagar and Jetty and uh, Crystal Ball. I really, like, I fucking can't stand Sagar and Jetty. That's, that's, one of my goals in life is to eventually be able to be big enough to debate Sagar and Jetty. Or Spike Cohen, either or, like I, Billy Crystal. I wish it would be a lot more entertaining if it was Billy Crystal. Mike Cohen blocked me on Facebook, by the way. Uh, I went behind him saying like, hey, I can't wait until you get COVID every time he was mocking COVID restrictions. And then he got COVID and I mocked him for it. (laughs) And he blocked me. Oh, free speech, uh, libertarian Spike Cohen. Speaking of terrorism, I agree that the state commits a lot of it. We need to hold them accountable. Students held a statewide walkout in protesting uh, in protest of the killing of Amir Locke. It happened yesterday. And you fear that when your older black brother leaves the house that he won't come back. Raise your hands. If you are black and your family has fallen part of a walkout where students across the Twin Cities Metro walked out of class on Tuesday afternoon and protested the police killing of 22-year-old Amir Locke. Apparently, Locke's cousin uh, has been arrested in connection to the homicide warrant that they had. Hundreds of students were carrying banners saying protect young black lives and justice for Amir Locke as the protest headed towards the governor's mansion. Walkout went from about 40 students to this in a matter of minutes. I'm seeing adults, young children beyond the walls of the high school participating. They're calling for justice for Amir Locke and a ban on no-knock warrants in the state. This is what the scene looked like. So Spike Cohen, the, the 2020 vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. There was a sit-in today at the governor's mansion or at the Capitol. Here's one of the things is like mainstream media isn't really reporting on this shit. 
when I searched Amir Locke today, there was nothing about the protests, the sit-in, the walkout. It was all about how his cousin had been arrested. Students were demanding justice for Amir Locke as well as a statewide ban on no-knock warrants. I feel like we've all had this concern with Breonna Taylor. We saw her case happen with the no-knock warrant. According to Grace Matondo, a senior, we also saw how Kentucky took over and how they banned the no-knock warrants. So the teen activists and the Black Student Union organization uh, organized the protest. They also want a full review of MPD's SWAT practices along with the resignation of the interim Minneapolis police chief, Amelia Huffman, and Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. Castile, Amir, Breonna Taylor. There's so many. The, the list goes on and on and on. The NRA ain't saying shit, though. I Okay, so here's the thing. Flash, I'm with you. Technically, you, you find me on the political spectrum. I'm in the libertarian quadrant, but I'm on the left side. I don't identify with, you know, the the uh, libertarians that fly the Gadsden flag and shit. I, I agree with you. Maybe we should take over the Libertarian Party. I'd be down. I, hey, 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 Sam Cedar was going to run as a libertarian and then all the COVID shit happened. I would have supported his candidacy, but that was more that was more of a, a publicity stunt and to draw attention to how stupid libertarians are. I would have voted for uh, Vermin Supreme if he had won the nomination. Left libertarians don't identify themselves as left libertarians, though. The libertarian brand is is tainted because that's exactly what I am. I'm a left leaning libertarian. I believe that the government's only job is to provide shit like health care, take over industries, and do it in our best interest. Vermin is amazing. I'm such a Vermin fan. That's The guy that Sparkles was seeing was the head of the Libertarian Party in the next state over. And uh, he was he was going to get us an interview with Vermin. I was looking forward to it, but like Sparkles had to, Sparkles had to flush him. Maybe, maybe I can get in touch with him. He's a nice guy. I liked him. Maybe I can get in touch. But then again, Sparkles also said, like, he, he was afraid to talk about politics around me. Like, he just kind of, like, nodded, and yeah, yeah, everything I said when it came to politics. Maybe I can get up with him, though, and see if we can still get our, our Vermin Supreme interview, because I would love that. Friendly fascist. Ponies and tooth health for everyone. An investigation is underway into reports of voter affiliation being changed from Democrat to Republican in Florida. We're going to hear the local news hit from uh, local10.com here. Tonight, 
the investigation is growing into how party affiliations were changed for thousands of South Florida voters. Voters saying they noticed the change after visits by people with IDs from the Republican Party of Florida. I think, I think something funky is going on in Florida. Ongoing exclusive. Glenna. Nicole, we do know that Miami-Dade prosecutors are now looking into some of the cases the governor weighed in today. One of those seniors, all lifelong Democrats, her name's Maria, she lives in this place. Thanks to her, we get our very first look at at least one of the people who were knocking on the doors. Maria took photos of the woman at her door last summer, said she was updating voter registrations. The ID had her name, worker number 56, and a QR code that connects to the Republican Party of Florida website. Maria's story matches the others we've collected. Came to my door one day. Wow. If I was interested in voting. Armando, Ernesto, Juan. And then sent me to the Republican Party. That's Maria with the ID she had on the left, a Democrat since she registered in 1996, 25 years. Until that visit and the new card she received last September on the right made her Republican. Nosotros estamos de las noticias de Local 10. This is the home address listed for that Republican Party of Florida's voter registration worker, Maria Barrick. Yo no voy a salir, eso es mentira, okay? After saying she wasn't coming out because it's a lie, someone inside made a phone call on speaker. The advice? So Florida is a closed primary state. daughter did, gave us a name of an organizer to call. She's the only person who got everybody involved in this situation and involved in sinking in this situation. She worked directly with the company. And my mom is not speaking with nobody without an attorney present. While we trace that company and who's paying that bill, the Republican <laughs> Party of Florida director on Friday emailed that its operation follows all laws and regulations. Florida's leading Republican, the governor, in Miami today said a proposed elections integrity unit would investigate. We're going to have a special... I don't trust any election integrity unit put forward by Ron DeSantis. That will go after those yes, types Santis. of election shenanigans. So meanwhile, we so, the election shenanigans you are facilitating. Look into her company. Those calls are in. They are in Utah. So stay tuned. I'm Glenna Milberg, live in Miami tonight, local 10 news. Tonight, the investigation. Oh, shit. Sparkles will play certain things with me. Like, she played a little Tetris with me one time. Uh, she really likes the game Bayonetta. When it comes to video games, like, she will, um... She will listen to me talk about the story of video games. And then use it on dates. So, like, if she's she's going out with a gamer... Like, she knows what they're talking... She'll talk to him about, like, games I've played and told her the story of. But no, she's, she's not a gamer. She she is probably skating in her apartment right now uh, listening to Rush. But she does shit like that. Gabe at House! Welcome. Thank you for being a freaking follower. She's, when I was over there the other day, 
She actually said she was going to put in like a, a hot tub in the dining because she doesn't have anything in the dining room. That's where she skates. But she also has like badminton rackets where like her and Raymond hit badminton off the wall. And I was like, how do you do that? And there's no scuff. There are no scuff marks on the walls. I'm the tr- I'm I'm king troll of the internet. We already done our trolling tonight. I had a troll on my YouTube. <laughs> what are you f- me for? I'm king troll. Th- I'm doing a show called the Troll Patrol. Yes, I am king troll. You got my credentials? Nah. Oh, by feeding too. <laughs> oh shit. All right, so an Oregon candidate for governor admits that he and his wife belong to a swingers group, which makes him cooler, but he's running as like a, you know, a principled conservative. I was hoping we'd have like a comment from him. Shit. Top candidate in the Republican primary for Oregon governor has admitted that he and his wife had explored a swinging lifestyle before deciding to stop swapping partners, Dan Pullman told the Willamette Week that he and his wife of 12 years, Mackenzie, spelled in a very white way, had explored relationships, mutual relationships with other couples for a brief period of time before ultimately deciding that it wasn't for us. Pulliam the mayor of his hometown of Sandy fessed up to the outlet after a 2016 screenshot from a page titled Swinger Facebook Group PDX made its rounds across the state's political circles. Hi, everyone. Mackenzie and I are excited to be added to your little community. Some of you we have already had the pleasure to meet, and we look forward to getting to know the rest of you. He wrote in the group, which had 536 members at the time, the Willamette Week reported on Thursday. Interview uh, last week with the newspaper, Pulliam de- declined to reveal when the mutual relationships began or ended, but said the couple's participation ended well before he began running for the state's top office. I wonder if their FetLife account is still active. Though I have a friend in Oregon and she had never heard of FetLife. They had, apparently the West Coast has like a, a different kind of social media or swinging. I think people can relate from all different paths of the state who have been involved in marriages, he told the Willamette Week. There are different stages of marriage and different ebbs and flows. This is something that was for a brief period in our past and is in our past. A strong supporter of former President Donald Trump, who also questions the results of the 2020 presidential election, Pulliam said in a February 1st tweet, I am the only candidate who has the courage to say what needs to be said about the integrity of our elections. If you want an actual conservative as your next governor, then we need your help. Oh, Oregon uses FetLife? My friend, who I would have assumed was on FetLife, said she'd never heard of it.
he's a big no for me. I'm I would I wouldn't get into any kind of uh, a thing with him. That face, ugh. I'm not king shaming them though. I wish more Republicans were open about their sexual proclivities. But you know, hey, this guy lives in San- you sexual live in anarchy. Sexual anarchy. Got my timing off there. Hold on, let me try that again. He lives in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy. Did I Photoshop Charlie's face, or is that the way it is uh, naturally? You live in sexual anarchy. Did I Photoshop his face, or is that his actual face? may never know. (laughs) I did Photoshop it. Remember a few weeks ago we played an ad? I don't know. I might have saved it for the Freak Show. We might have played this ad on the Freak Show. There was a Senate candidate. They said we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are... There was a Senate candidate who opened his his ad by lighting up a blunt. This is his new ad, Gary Chambers. He's from Louisiana, running for Senate, I believe, uh, against, uh, um, is it against Kennedy? Created equal. But here in Louisiana and all over the South, Jim Crow never really left, and the remnants of the Confederacy remain. In 1873, when a black man named PBS Pinchback won a U.S. Senate race, he was never seated. They claimed election fraud. The attacks against black people, I write to of course they did. participate in this democracy, are methodical. Gerrymandered districts are a byproduct of the Confederacy. Our system isn't broken. It's designed to do exactly what it's doing, which is... He is indeed running for Old Lady Kennedy's seat. Mr. Chambers, I will happily support your campaign. ...measurable inequity. One in 13 black Americans are deprived of the right to vote. One in nine black Americans do not have health insurance. One in three black children live in poverty. It's time to burn what remains of the Confederacy down. I do believe the South will rise again, but this time it'll be on our terms. I'm Gary Chambers and I'm running for the U.S. Senate and I approve this message. Uh, Where'd you see GDC? Is that his initials? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. But he a fantastic ad. Jim Crow never really left, and the remnants of the Confederacy remain. In 1873, when a black man named PBS Pinchback won a U.S. Senate race, he was never seated. They claimed election fraud. The attacks against it might be his initials. Right to vote and Gary Chambers. In democracy are methodical. Gerrymandered districts are a byproduct of the Confederacy. Our system isn't broken. It's designed to do exactly what it's. Yeah, doing. I'd say that's his initials. Measurable inequity. One in 13 black Americans are deprived of the right to vote. One in nine black Americans do not have health insurance. One in three black children live in poverty. It's time to burn what remains of the Confederacy down. I do believe the... I fucking love this dude. It'll be on our terms. I'm Gary Chambers and I'm running for the U.S. Senate. And I approve this message. 
please unseat old lady Kennedy. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for Charles Booker in Kentucky. Fuck yeah. Got some fantastic candidates. All right, before we get out of here, I have been um, really hard on Joe Rogan over the past, what, week or so? If not longer, I've been I've been bitching about shit he's been doing for a while. But I'm going to give him his props. Because apparently his next episode is uh, Josh Dubin, an ambassador for the Innocence Project. And I like I have a recurring monthly donation to the Innocent Project, the Innocence Project. Something I am incredibly passionate about. So thank you, Joe Rogan, for using your platform for something like this. He's one of the most kind and generous people I've ever met, and he is directly responsible for the release of many, many innocent people. And as a result of his selfless work, two people we talked about on our last podcast have been freed. We've committed to doing this once every few months to highlight these cases and bring light to this horrendous problem of people being imprisoned, often for decades, for crimes they did not commit. There is a Twitter thread showing all the horrendous shit that Joe Rogan has said. And it, it is incredibly cringeworthy. And I, I mentioned it last night. I heard a a clip of him on the Opie and Anthony show. Rebecca Watson played it on her video. It was insanely misogynistic. Joe Rogan was wrong. An expert called in to correct him. He belittled her. So fuck Joe Rogan, but I will I will give him his props because I wholeheartedly believe in the Innocence Project. And it is it is one of the charities I support. Especially um Especially after um I attended a speech by Sister uh, Prejeanne when I was in college. I mean, he was doing this before the um, all the controversy came up, so props to Joe Rogan. I don't condone... Yeah, Big Doug! In my walls. The only thing I have in my walls are cockroaches. No, I took care of that problem. I think it was the person upstairs was causing it. Had to get roach traps and put them every fucking where. Story for another time. I wouldn't need to get some roach traps. I had an opossum in my house. They'd take care of the uh, nasty critters for me. Here is opossums doing opossum things. He made it so cold. (gasps) Don't scream when you see an opossum. They're cute. 
Did Curiouser already leave? She loves fucking possums. She doesn't fuck possums. No, don't fuck possums. Not literally. Oh, look! Oh, look! It's gonna play a trick on him! <laughs> oh, man! There could have been breakable shit in that. Excuse me. Is that your pet, Opossum? Nope, nope, nope. I believe he broke in. Now, this is a pet opossum. I got a friend that's been raising an opossum. From the time it was a baby. Oh, oh, now come on, puppy. You can't steal the opossum's Pop-Tart. That's not cool. That one's looking a donut. Oh, look at those eyes. Look how sweet it is. Ah. I don't I don't know the difference in animals. Look how look how cute. That possum got a pizza. Are derby eyes a sign of a it looked like it was it it was uh it was a pet. Oh, look at that little one. My Facebook profile is a muffin. Oh, this one's riding a Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> There's one with all his babies on it. Watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Echoplex Media. I'm sorry, it's the Intellectual Dollar Tree. It looks like we got a Weinstein brother, Weinstein brother, whatever the fuck. I don't know which one it is. I don't think it's Brett because they're not in the humidor. So enjoy that. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live. <laughs>